Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Sunday, December 31st. Happy New Year's Eve. And y'all know what that means. That means all y'all who made a New Year's resolution to read the whole Bible in one year, we pulled it off. We will have anyway in about 30 minutes. So y'all want to do it again? I'm going to do it again. And y'all welcome to come along with me. Most of what I'm doing is going to stay the same next year, but I would like to redo the readings. If you've never read the whole Bible out loud to somebody, well, you ought to. It's weirdly different than the regular way. I can't really explain it. You just got to take my word for it. And just to avoid confusion, we're going to keep to our pattern of reviewing today's reading tomorrow. I thought about doing it all in this episode just to keep it in the same year, but I'm not. Besides, I figure anybody new that shows up on the first might want to hear about what we read today and start the year off with some good news. Today is also Hogmanay, which is what they call New Year's in Scotland. They do pretty much all the same stuff everybody else does for New Year's, like shoot off fireworks and stay up all night getting hammered. But they also do cool stuff, like give gifts and visit people, and clean the house and clear debts. Them last two may not sound cool at first, but it is nice heading into the new year with stuff like that off your back. The coolest thing they do is called first footing, where if the first person to step across your threshold after the stroke of midnight is a tall, dark-haired male, it's good luck. And anybody else is considered bad luck. So not a lot of middle ground with the Scots, I guess. Now, I myself happen to be a relatively tall, dark-haired male with feet. And if anybody wants me to walk in their house after midnight tonight, email me at babayallpodcast at gmail.com and we can work something out. Well, darn, now that I said that out loud, it sounds way creepier than I meant for it to. Our reading for today is Malachi 3, 1 through 4, 6, Revelation 22, 1 through 21, Psalm 150, 1 through 6, and Proverbs 31, 25 through 31. So if y'all are ready, Happy New Year, especially to Pakistan, Germany, Tallahassee, Gulf Shores, Black Alabama, Pace, Florida, and the whole Bible y'all family. Y'all know who y'all are. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday, on December 30th, we started the book of Malachi. It's not Malachi. He's not Italian. <laughs> it's Malachi. And this is the last of the writing prophets, probably between 440 and 400 BC. And Malachi's name means my messenger. And he wrote to the remnant of Israelites who had returned after 70 years in Babylonian captivity. He ministered during the time of Nehemiah and after the time of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah. The temple had been rebuilt and the people of Israel were once again in the promised land. But guess what? They were falling into sin again and he was calling them out for it. And the theme for chapter one is God points out how he's cared for Israel, but they're ungrateful and they can't even see that they're ungrateful. Verse two says, I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? So he explains, was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I love Jacob and I hated Esau. And he didn't really hate Esau, not the way we mean it. Most of the time, the Bible, especially the Old Testament, uses love and hate as action words. It's not so much about how you feel as about what you do. It doesn't matter how much you love somebody if you treat them bad in a hateful way. Anybody who's ever dated a psycho gets that. <laughs> and verse 6, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? 
saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? See, the priests are who he's talking to here. And he explains that y'all ain't taking the sacrifices seriously. And you're bringing low quality stuff to the altar like blind animals. Because the beasts to be offered were required to be perfect and without blemish. Because they're types of Christ, who was without sin. They're supposed to be acting out prophecy, but they're disrespecting the Lord. And that's the very thing that got Moses kicked out of the promised land. Remember when he hit the rock twice? Same deal. Verse 11 basically says, If y'all don't want to get with the program, then my name shall be great among the Gentiles. We'll just let the heathen burn incense to me. How about that? Verse 13, Ye said also, Behold, what a weariness is it, and ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. He's saying, Worshiping me is just a chore to you. Your heart's not in it, if y'all even do it at all. And ye brought that which was torn, and the lame, and the sick. Thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? Well, he's not gonna. And chapter 2, he says, So listen up, priests. If ye will not hear, and if ye will not lay it to heart, to give glory unto my name, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts. And what it sounds like to me, he's saying, is your own dung. He's saying that's how he sees them and their ungrateful selves. And he talks about the covenant he made with the house of Levi and compared them now with the priests back then, which were holy and took their job seriously, not like now. Verse 9, he calls them out for showing partiality in the law, which is a major violation because God is no respecter of persons. He says, have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? In verse 11, Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved and hath married the daughter of a strange God. So apparently we're back to worshiping idols again. And the Lord will cut off the man that doeth this. In verse 14, they seem to genuinely not understand why they get punished for this. As if the last thousand years never happened. In verse 17, ye have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, wherein have we wearied him? Well, when ye say, every one that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them. Or, where is the God of judgment? And God's like, I'm tired of this. Y'all sin and don't even think you did anything wrong. We never want to get so comfortable that we forget our salvation. And in the New Testament, we read Revelation 21, 1-27. And that starts out, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. So no more literal sea, or no more symbolic sea of people that don't belong to the Lord. I think you can make the case either way. But why would there be no more sea? You know, 70% of the earth is covered in salt water, and that's a cleansing thing for the earth. It purges and cleanses and preserves the planet. So is that not necessary anymore? Or is the sea evil? The beast came out of the sea, and the swine that Jesus cast the demons into, they ran into the sea. In John's day, the sea meant danger, storms, and separation. He was on an island at the time, so maybe there will be no more separation. Yeah. But anyway, verse 2, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Not the bride, but as a bride, decorated in great beauty. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Amen. So, cool. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. 
neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Yes. And some people want to make a big deal about why there might be tears in heaven in the first place, but I just think it's poetic language. And you can cry from happiness. And verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Cool. Verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Sin and the potential for sin is totally excluded, is the idea. There's no sin in God's kingdom. And verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will shew thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and shewed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. She's not the bride, that's just where the bride lives, the new Jerusalem. And I'm struck that the city is still descending. Seems like it ought to be down here by now. (laughs) Unless what it means is, it's like a stairwell, like something that's a permanent passageway to heaven. And verse 12 says it had a wall great and high, and twelve gates. And at the gates twelve angels. And the names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. There was three on each side, and the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So why twelve foundations? I mean, I'm dying to make a multidimensional universe connection there, but whatever. And I'm struck that the Jewish tribes are how you get into the city, but the Christian apostles are what it's built on. There's got to be a sermon there. Yep. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square. And the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with a reed 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So 12,000 furlongs is 1,500 miles. So it's 1,500 miles square and 1,500 miles high. And most say it's a giant cube, but it could be a pyramid. And he measured the wall thereof, and 140 and 4 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. So a cubit is normally 18 inches, but if it's an angel's cubit, is it bigger? But if it's 18 inches, that figures out the 216 feet thick, or high, I don't know. And that suggests a cube, but I still like pyramid better. <laughs> and the building of the wall of it was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Clear gold? What's that about? In verse 19 and 20, the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And he lists them. And some say this actually represents colored light, and others connect them with the twelve tribes and others connect them with the signs of the Hebrew zodiac, but y'all can chase all that down on your own. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was of pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And that's strange to me, because pearls are not kosher. Verse 22, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor to it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. It doesn't say they'll live there, but they'll come in and out, because the gates are always open. And the new Jerusalem will give light unto the earth, 
Does that mean light will shine around the sphere of the earth? Or is the new earth flat? (laughs) Verse 26, And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And that's us. We are written in the Lamb's book of life. And in Psalms, we read Psalm 149, 1 through 9. And this one goes with the last few we read. And it was probably written after the return from the captivity and after the rebuilding of the walls of the city in the second temple. And it says, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Like in Revelation, I guess, where they sing a new song. It says, Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. And he's praising God as creator again. And verse 4 says, He will beautify the meek with salvation or adorn them with salvation, might be a better translation. Then he says, the saints will have a two-edged sword to execute vengeance. This honor have all his saints. And that's end time stuff for when we rule and reign with Christ in the millennium. Yeah, and I just want to say, sing unto the Lord a new song, while the Lord makes everything new. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 31, 10 through 24. And this is that famous section about the virtuous woman. Her price is far above rubies. She's trustworthy. She does good and not evil. She works hard. She's an entrepreneur in real estate and manufacturing. And remember, Lim's mom is talking to him about a queen for a king, but it still applies to everybody. Yeah, especially considering we're the bride of Christ. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for December 31st is Malachi 3, 1 through 4, 6. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, What have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, It is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. 
Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him, for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth, and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Our reading in the New Testament for December 31st is Revelation 22, 1-21. And he shewed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to shew unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things, and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. 
He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Our reading in Psalms for December 31st is Psalm 150, 1-6. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And our reading in Proverbs for December 31st is Proverbs 31, 25-31. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. And that's it. We read the whole Bible. All right, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. On this last day of the year, I wanted to say a prayer of thanks to the Lord for all he's given me and all he ain't given me. So today's prayer is on Psalm 136, verse 1, which says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on gratitude, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love you. So today, on December 31st, we say thank you for the ups and downs and the trials and triumphs of this past year. And thank you for whatever adventures you have in store for us in the year to come. Thank you, Father, for allowing me the privilege of reading and studying your word and for all those who joined in over the internet. Mostly, Father, thank you for your gift of salvation and we ask your help to hear your voice and to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yallin' I got for you. At all. That's pretty much everything I got to say on the matter. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please continue to bless and keep everybody who showed up this year and let this podcast be a blessing to them in some kind of way. Amen. If y'all decide you want to inflict old Bible y'all Paul on anybody else, you can spread us around from Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, as always, all I want is for y'all to pray for me and Bible y'all squall and all our friends and family, and for each other. Don't leave each other out. If you got anything you want us to pray for you about, email me at BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And I know y'all will. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. And I will come near to you in judgment. Nope, that's wrong. And against those that oppress the hireling, and in, and against those... Uh,